Hi everyone and welcome to the weekly DNC podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Breen and Jade. And, <laughs> and we're coming back to you this week with a slightly different topic. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favourite childhood movies. Yeah. You can tell Jade is super excited. <laughs> not that I'm not excited, I just feel like it's pretty stagnant, but we're going to just see where it goes. We had no other ideas for this week and we're pretty tired, so... But we still wanted to make a podcast for you all, so we're just going to go with the flow and see where it goes. But I guess before we get into it, um, you know, any exciting updates from this week? Anything you can think of? Well, I've been posting a lot more on TikTok, so still doing that. Um, gosh, these teenagers, man, they must have so much time on their hands because TikToks are hard. Like, I was trying to do this stupid ass fucking face zoom just TikTok meme that's going around and it's like M to the Bay, M to the Bay, M M M M M to the Bay and shout out to she's like some UK rapper but and it's like a diss track to someone else. I was like looking into the into the background of this. And it was like had nothing to do with TikTok at all. Nothing like it wasn't made for TikTok. It wasn't like whatever. It was just a diss track on YouTube. And I guess some teenager must have picked it up and was like, this is a fun sound bite. And, like, made, like, this face zoom thing where you just move your eyes and head around and bop to the song. And it's, like, it's a viral trend. It's it's kind of stupid, but also shout out to this UK rapper because you must have gotten some awesome traction from everyone using your soundbite. Um, but anyways, that took me, like, what, 30 minutes to try to make? And then I, like, re- after I posted mine, I watched everyone else's and I was like, mine is... Mine is shite compared to theirs. I don't know how these girls are doing it. But aren't you working on another one that's taking you like three days to film? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like a fashion review one. And again, it's a viral trend. And I'm sure these girls are actually changing outfits just like in one day. They're changing their outfits. They're changing their hair look. They're changing their makeup. But like I'm a grown ass woman and I don't have time to change my outfit four times in one day. So it's taking me like four or five days to make it and I'm like oh my gosh at this point it's not gonna even be like trendy anymore to do <laughs> so uh, but I, yeah. I but I, I love it it's fun so I'm just gonna continue but I think that like what I've noticed anyway from it is just like it's another creative outlet for you I mean you're working on some music as well and like I mean obviously we're trying to get back into the podcast you seem to be planning more videos and things I think mm-hmm. it's it might be a small thing to just record a quick TikTok, but I feel like it's like, I guess, getting the creative juices flowing a little bit for you. If anything, it's making me get dressed during quarantine. <laughs> that is true. You've been wearing much nicer clothes. All of a <laughs> I've been experimenting with my like looks. That's also a thing that's been going on. I don't know if anyone's actually interested in this, um, but I'm going through a revamp. It's Jade. I feel like I've gone through Jade 2.0. I think this is Jade 3.0. And I'm almost 24, so I'm getting old. And I feel like I need to... Yeah, 24, <laughs> it's so old. Uh, I think I need to start, like, establishing myself. And so I'm just playing... And establish myself, like... I mean, like, know who I am. And so I'm experimenting with who I am right now to figure out what's the best version of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a good time doing that. That's I'm experimenting with makeup, experimenting with clothes. I'm really loving like the fashion thing right now. And experimenting with how I sound and my music and stuff like that. So what do you mean the fashion thing? Like I just I've always liked quirky clothes. Like I don't think I ever dressed like a basic girl. <laughs> But I also, but like, but, probably did. but I probably did, <laughs> but like, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with dressing basic. Like it's basic for a reason. That means it's popular. It's like, it's good clothes, but I always liked kind of the quirky stuff, but I always, it was never like a sound outfit. It wasn't a full complete thing. And, um, I'm realizing, I think through TikTok and just also watching television and YouTube, uh, YouTube and like, yeah, just I'm focusing, I'm realizing how much like accessories and coordination with like what you wear, like this white top goes with these white shoes, like, and how much like a belt or like a piece of jewelry or a piece of like a hair clip or the certain way your hair is styled that day can really um, lift an outfit. 
and yeah, I've been really having a lot of fun um, experimenting with that and getting new clothes and yeah, shout out to Retro Shop Dublin. <laughs> yeah, love you, Retro Shop Dublin. <laughs> You've been basically buying up half the shop. Yeah, also Unique Vintage. That's another cool shop. Um, what else do I like? I mean, it's always good to look at Urban Outfitters, but I still, eh, I don't know. Um, I've been I've been ordering from so many websites. I can't shout them all out. Yeah, the one thing I'll say is we were, um, doing some, you know regular shopping today and uh it just seems like very taxing <laughs> like when you're shopping online you can just look for exactly what you want you're scrolling through your phone you pick you, you know and it's like for me at least this my how my brain works i might be browsing through the like internet stuff but then i'll see something that i really like and then okay i'll i'll feed off that so i'm like okay i like this brown skirt what can I do? What can I find to match that brown skirt? And then you've got like, it's more targeted, but also like you have more options at the same yeah. time on the internet. Where when I like going out and like physically shopping because you get that item right then and there. But sometimes you buy this one piece and now you don't have a complete set. And like, I really like finishing the look and I feel like I can finish the look more on the internet. So. Yeah, but there's it's true. Like there definitely is like um, less choice because I mean we went into a couple of shops today and came out with nothing. Like there yeah. was like really nothing that stood out. So. I also think it's just like, again I'm trying to revamp my style and everything that I'm seeing is like I saw this last year, and that could be due to coronavirus. That could be due to, like a lot of things that are withholding the fashion game but i'm like these are all things that i've seen before and i'm really trying to like up my look so i don't want things that i've like seen before and or, that's like, why you're shopping in retro shop and stuff like, like that like yeah quirky things like and it could still be like that basic t-shirt but i can take that basic t-shirt with something quirky from a shop that i bought on online and now it's a really cool like fun outfit so also shout out you're a cool fun girl i'm a cool fun girl <laughs> Um, shout out to TikTok though too a lot because I'm seeing all these fucking Gen Zs out here um, killing it with their fashion game and I'm like oh that's an outfit that I would never think that would like work together and then I see it on this 16 year old girl and I'm like it fucking works well I think you might be okay with the hit with the future of the platform just because I've, I've been looking it up myself and there's been a very very strategic partnership with Oracle and like I think what the whole idea is that they're going to try and figure out a way to like basically pass the security concerns so that essentially this is all just a kind of a false alarm. So hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> um, but what I, I stop talking about fashion because I'm sure people are falling asleep. That's not What's, true. What has been going on in your life this week? Um, I mean, more of the same, just keeping my head down with work, uh, you know the basketball play, uh, NBA playoffs are on um, and I'm catching up on most of that while you're asleep <laughs> um, but you know you've already committed to letting us watch the finals in real time so uh, I did. and I'm getting it on the podcast as proof is it during October though uh, should be oh no October's mine <laughs> well what are, what are your Actually, yeah, that that could be a fun topic. No, well, I want to have a whole podcast on like October and what. Yeah, but I mean, in the same vein as you're, you know, you're explaining about like trying to find yourself and like find styles and stuff. I mean, a big part of who you are is your love for all things fall and Halloween, which so. is so basic. I love how it's like fucking yeah. shitting on the basic girls, and I'm like, I love fall, like. <laughs> But you know what? I feel like it's only been in the last few years that all these girls are like, oh my god, I love fall. No, I swear. It no. used to be like, no, it totally used no. to be like, listen. It totally used to be like, oh my god, I can't wait to have my hot cocoa and peppermint stick and Christmas and I can't wait to put my like, tree up. It was so that. Like, all the girls were like, listen to me it was so much like i want to wear my sweater and be cold and christmas and then and then it just became cool to be like a weird girl and like halloween and like love tim burton and shit and i'm like the fuck this has been me my whole life and i've gotten bullied for this shit and now all of a sudden everyone's doing that 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but it's fine. I'm glad I've got I'm glad I've got more people on my team now. Um but I don't know. I just went on a rant. And I don't know. Kind of like Fall Guys. <laughs> in, it would be like Fall Girls. Yeah, Fall Girls. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Hashtag Fall Girls. Hashtag Fall Girls. No, but I mean, it, it is exciting because like, I guess the, the way I would equate it to and, and the reason, like, like why I understand it is that like, you feel about October the way I feel about December. Yeah, and like you're a ba- you're the OG basic white girl. Oh yeah, for sure. I love Christmas. Exactly. Um, no, fall is my absolute favorite. Cause I mean, listen, if we're gonna break it down, it's my birthday, October twenty fourth, and then it ex- it's so fun to me because it's exactly a week later. No matter what, Halloween, Halloween is exactly a week away from my birthday. So it's like. I got two things coming for me that are great. I get candy in one of them and I can dress up and be whoever the fuck I want to be. And then I get cake and ice cream and presents on the... It's like, that's better than Christmas. That's so much better than Christmas. Fuck that. Then you've got... Well, we were supposed to get married on the 11th of October. That's obviously not happening due to Miss Rona. But... um. We're still going to try to celebrate, so we've got that. Then our anniversary is the 13th, and then it would have been my birthday. Well, I'm going to have a birthday. I'm going to pretend like I'm turning 23 again. And then I've got Halloween the next week, and then you wait a few weeks, and then we celebrate Thanksgiving because I'm an American. And then, although I don't know if I'm proud, and then um, we've got Christmas a week. I mean, not a week, a month later after that. But then from... Thanksgiving, you've got Black Friday shopping, which is not a big thing in here in Ireland, but it used to be a big thing. Kind of is, but not the same level. Yeah, not the same as in America. Also, it's going to be different this year for everyone because of... It's going to be all online. Corona. But it doesn't matter. The online deals. And then you got Cyber Monday. Uh, The fall is the best. And then it turns to the winter time and it's like Christmas and it's like, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool and all. Everything's cool until January 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like so tired <laughs> so bloated from all from christmas and all the festivities it's uh and like people are probably overspent on presents and oh, yeah. and and going out whatever now this christmas will be slightly different but you know we'll probably um, talk about that later. yeah we'll talk about that on another episode but like i know that we're going to do our best to make it the best christmas that we can um, I'm being introduced to a new tradition of putting the Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving. If we get an artificial tree. Yeah. And uh, that in that way we can get a few extra days of Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're doing but, our best. But back to fall. What else did we do this weekend? We went and got some Halloween decorations so I can decorate the house. Um, and then... I've got some other goodies in my Amazon cart for some more Halloween stuff. And so that's what we did this this weekend. And we're super excited because October 1st is only, what, two weeks away? Less Basically, than? yeah. So that's, that's what's been going on in our life. And I've got some special news um, about some music stuff, but I'm going to leave that for the end of the episode. So... With that, I guess, um, is there anything else you want to say before we jump in? Not really. I mean, that's what we've done this week. Yeah, that's um, what we've done. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting time here in Dublin. Um, uh, we're back in... Back in level three, um, which basically means that there's a lot more restrictions in place. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys can Google it. I don't need to tell you, but... Um, you know, it's a worrying time because the numbers have been going up slowly um, and kind of in that not so great trajectory. Um, but let's let's hope it's just a kind of temporary thing and things will return back to kind of the low levels that they were to this point. I mean, I know it's a different story altogether over in the US, but, um, you know, it's it's one of those. It's just a time. It's just a crazy time. Crazy, crazy time. Speaking of crazy time and crazy people, before we get into our main, um, what happened last night? <laughs> should we be Should we be shady? I mean, we could. We just don't mention their names. Ob- obviously. But yeah, so I mean, last <laughs> night, 
so, so we just said we're back into level three like we're yeah, locking well, down a and little the, more. a couple of the stip- stipulations is that you have, can have no indoor gatherings um, <laughs> and if there are people over they have to be from just one household and it has to be a maximum of six people combined um, and so that includes whoever's living in your family in your house and then you can have maybe an extra one two three people over because how many people live in your house like yeah and um you know basically our uh lovely neighbors Mm. decided this was the night that they were going to throw a full-on party um where we could hear loud music like big groups of people they were like singing along to the music like having a good old time but like basically saying fuck you to like all of the new restrictions that were just announced like mm-hmm. literally 24 hours prior so and this said the child that the party was for is going to be going to school yeah. tomorrow and who- oh and they're just back from holiday um so and without yeah. quarantining at all <laughs> afterwards i mean it's just beyond belief I mean, and then like before they went on their holiday they had a big birthday bash for the said girl and there was more than 20. Oh, there has to be at least 50 people there right and even at that point we weren't in the lockdown state that we are now but we were still in um a quarantining thing where we couldn't have more than what was it 15 15 people in a space but they had so many in that and i don't listen i'm I'm getting old, but I'm not there yet, and I don't mind. You're not getting old, and I don't mind noise. I mean, I've done the whole New York thing. I like, I don't mind, but like they were screaming until like three a.m., and I was like, "Bro, this is one already a sticky situation," and I'm on my period for the second time. We're not gonna even talk about that, <laughs> and I just I don't need this, so. If I'm cranky, that's why. But yeah, there's some tea for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's it's hard to re- believe that, um, you know, with all that's going on, that there's just some people that are not only just kind of dismissive of the rules, but just like straight up, like, just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I totally get it. I like, I get certain elements of the argument we get different information almost on an hourly basis and it's hard to figure out like what you know what to what are the kind of hard rules and what are just some suggestions but overall like it's be careful be wary and be considerate of other people around you Mm -hmm. so that we're not gonna end up back where we were in like march april where it wasn't even advised to leave the house yeah so oh my goodness um yeah. yeah there's that and uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. Stay safe. Um, but on to the next topic. So, Brian, I think you said in the beginning of this that we're going to be talking about yeah some like feel good childhood movies that we watched growing up, um, and th- you know things that we can suggest you to watch if you haven't watched them in a while because it's sad times and we need to be healthy. So, would you want to start? I mean, what's your like? Let's do like three movies. Okay. So what's like bottom tier, middle tier, top tier? What's your like choice of movie for your bottom tier? Well, I would probably say I mean bottom tier. That makes it sound bad. Not bad, bo- not bad, but just not the best. I would have to say it's Miss- like pizza. This is Sapphire. Okay, Miss Sapphire. It's an unbelievable movie. I mean, yeah, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, like, I just think it's such a good movie because it is genuinely funny, like, and it holds up in, like, there's obviously certain parts that maybe don't have an age the best. No, there's um, some parts now that are definitely problematic. But the key themes of, like, family and kind of whether, you know, like, just kind of how a dysfunctional family doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there's badness in like on both sides. I think it's just, I think it it's it does a great job of explaining like a real life reality for so many families, 
um, and ca- kind of captures it in this kind of satirical and like e- easy to digest way while also being like super funny. Like, I don't know. I just think that there's so many quotable scenes and, and things from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when... Uh, yeah, what's your favorite scene? Oh, it's so hard. I mean, uh, I love when he goes for his job interview and he um, he does all his he's like well she's like well what kind of unique talents do you have and he's like well I do impressions and she's like impressions he's like you know like voices and whatever and my favorite thing he says is look this is my impression of a hot dog and lies back in his chair and stays still I don't know for all you people who love this movie you'll know exactly what I'm talking about it's 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 awesome. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think that, you know, the, the kind of close second to that is the, um, you know, when he, when he's making up all the, the false applications for the nanny jobs mm-hmm. and uh, putting all the different voices and, and like, I don't know, it's so hard to kind of capture what that movie meant to me growing up. I think... There's, you know, there's aspects to, you know, just to understanding family and that things can get complicated, but that, like, you know, that you'll find the way through in the end and that, like, that humor can kind of just lighten any kind of, kind of otherwise, like, tough situation. And then how it all kind of comes together in the end. I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. I'm sure everybody's seen it, but, like, the ending is probably one of the strongest kind of more most complete endings that I've ever seen in a movie and then I think also just now from a nostalgia point of view it just captures a very important time in my life where I think I was kind of just becoming more aware of things and yeah so I I I really like it a lot I mean the the special effects makeup in the the movie is really awesome um especially for its time like Mm -hmm. I think like Robin looked really good like I don't know if I would have if I would if I saw them walking down the street in their costume I would have been like oh yeah it's just in just in a lady yeah like very very good makeup um and yeah I definitely liked it growing up too I don't think I watched it as much as you but um it's just it's a it's a good it's a feel-good one and it's I mean if you're looking for classic Robin Williams that's it's perfect for that. Um, so, how many times do you think you watched it growing up? Oh, hundreds for sure. I mean, if we're talking about those type of rewatchable, like no, just guess how many how many times you watched it. I, I'd say like at least maybe a hundred times. Wow. Like, like legitimately a hundred times from start to finish. Wow. Um, I mean. It wouldn't be in the same bracket by any means, but Do- Drop Dead Fred was another favorite of ours at that time, and I just remember watching a lot of that. <laughs> That's Shout a shout out to Drop Dead Fred. That was a weird movie. Really weird movie. <laughs> it does not stand up at all. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What about you? What are some of your favorites before I go? Well, bottom tier for me. Yeah. Um, bottom tier for me. God, that's hard. I watched so many movies growing up. Um. I would have to say, and I only say bottom tier to this because, I don't know. I really don't know why I say bottom tier to this. I think it's because there's other movies that just have a special grab to my heart, but this that doesn't mean that this one doesn't. It definitely does. Um, but it was, it's like the first movie that I remember kind of watching and um, it's a special one to me because my stepdad um, is the one that kind of introduced me to the to this movie, um, and then eventually bought it for me on DVD when it became like a special edition and blah blah blah. But it's uh, it's the Disney's Little Mermaid. Um, I like absolute love Ariel and the story behind that, though although problematic if we look Very. back. Um, why is a 16 year old wanting legs so she can marry Prince? Like, what the fuck? Just gives away her and voice. Gives like, away her talent just to uh, be with a man. Just to be with a man. Like, King Triton was totally right. Like, bruh. But, 
it was like it was the first time I think I saw someone who had the same drive as me like she wanted what she wanted and she was gonna get it no matter what and she was kind of like <laughs> she was kind of quirky and like <laughs> Not and not you mean weird, weird, like weird, but not weird. Because if you look back, you're like, Oh, Ariel's not that fucking weird, she's just like a normal girl. Where I think she's pretty weird, no, but like, I still think she's weird in that basic way. Now, going back, I'm like, Oh, I'm way weirder than Ariel. (laughs) Like, okay, you're brushing your hair with a fork, bitch. That is so tame compared to the things that I think of. But, but it, it was like, I was a young child, I was watching some weird girl brush her hair with a fucking fork and sing beautiful songs and I as I'm as a singer was like oh my god she's so pretty and she can sing and she's adventurous and she goes for what she wants and she's got a cute sidekick Flounder and Sebastian and um I just fell in love with it and she's underwater and she's a fucking mermaid bro like (laughs) that's cool and mystical and if anyone knows me knows I'm all about mystical creatures and things like that. So yeah, I mean it's such a it's such a feel good movie. I mean the fact like even the fucking evil people in Little Mermaid are sick, Flotsam Jetsam and the queen herself Ursula. Like the fact that they modeled Ursula over the drag queen Divine makes yeah. so much sense. Like if anyone doesn't know who Divine was, she was like this awesome drag queen in the 80s, I would say. And she had this crazy makeup and thin eyebrows and was just such an over-the-top character. And then they took that and made her, made Divine basically the sea witch. And um, it just, it's perfect. And I love, mm-hmm. I love Ursula's songs. I love, I love all the songs in that. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I, ugh. What's my favorite scene? Yeah. What's my favorite scene? Hmm. I would have to say because I'm a dramatic fuck. Probably part of that world. What would I give I could live out of these waters? Yeah. Like, so good. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. I want to be a part of something too, Ariel. Fuck my dad. Like, <laughs> like I love it. But like. Also, Under the Sea is fucking great with all the vibrant colors and, um, or the part where, you know, she finally gets to Eric and can sing again, you know, um, what's his name? God, what's, what's his name? The Seagull. Well, I can't think. Oh, I can't think of his name. Well, they can tell us. It'll come to me. The sequel, like, is like, oh my god, she's the sea witch, she's the sea witch, and like saves the day when she, this character of the whole time is like kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great, great. Um, she, you know, that the first ever movie that I went to in the cinema was Aladdin, okay, and uh, <laughs> and like it's not, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite Disney movie, but I remember it being a very just transfer transformative experience because i mean look di- we all grew up with disney we all know how yeah. great disney is but like to see a disney movie on the big screen which just seems so much bigger when you're small mm-hmm. like <laughs> and then i mean even the like the bit at the very beginning when like they're going into the the lair and it's like open sesame <laughs> like and uh <laughs> That's, I just remember thinking that that was like the scariest thing ever when it finally reacted to like the mm-hmm. right the the right command and uh, like hiding like behind the chair in front of me. I don't know, but then I think it's it is just funny because I feel like movies kind of uh, certain movies just kind of have an impact on you for like the weirdest like reasons, and and I think it can very much like capture a specific point in time. Like, when you were being introduced to The Little Mermaid, I'd say that's, like, a very specific memory that you have. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I totally remember. I have, like, memories of... Do you have a weird memory anyway? You I always... Everything. Yeah, I have... I can remember just weird little things. But I totally remember back in the day we had a car. Not a car. We definitely had a car. But we had um, one of those screens that you could put 
on like the back of a car seat. It wasn't like because you were fancy. No, it wasn't <laughs> the ones that were like built, built in. in. I bet it was. I bet you were secret. No, no, fancy. no, 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 no. This was just some weird like TV movie thing, DVD player that like we could put on the back of our um, car seat when we would go on family road trips. And I totally remember watching Little Mermaid on some road trip um, with like, and then you could like tune it to the to the car radio and it's so you were speaker. fancy i never no, no, had no, that no, shit no. listen i just think they knew because i have two other sisters and road trips in our family are no bueno they are the nastiest like we get into brawls bro yeah see so, what you don't know what well, you don't know because you're almost seven years younger than me our road trips consisted of bringing your disc man <laughs> with your favorite like i don't know if anyone remembers those zip up like it was like a it's like a holder for all yeah, your, CDs. your cds and it has like the different sleeves you'd bring your like 12 favorite like uh-huh. mixtapes uh-huh. that you'd like you'd like made yourself and burned yeah, illegally no, no. onto <laughs> i didn't have you... all that i just had an ipod <laughs> nano but see, that's the thing because <laughs> that was like you would just have your disc man was your like was your buddy for those like long uh, car rides yeah, yeah that's funny just shows your introduction to that was an ipod nano <laughs> an ipod nano that was my first ipod um but i didn't get that then this was still when i was younger yeah, yeah. um but yeah my sisters and i any road trip it was fight or my mom would be fighting with my stepdad because he would turn too fast or something there was one time we were driving home from like south carolina i think something like that and there was like this world famous pie shop and we were all looking forward for this fucking pie at the end of this trip bro and but my sisters and i we could not stop fighting and my parents were like I don't understand your issue because the whole way up, you weren't fighting. It was a miracle. This is like the first time we didn't fight at all. But then on the way back, double, double trouble. Like it was the it's one. Like you're making up for it on the exactly. way back. Exactly. Making up for it on the way back. And so my parents, oh, they stopped at the pie shop and they bought like four ass pies for themselves to eat. And we didn't get any because we were bad. Serves you right. Oh my God, bro. I wish we had Little Mermaid that time. Uh, but yes, Little Mermaid, definitely. And I think I probably watched that. Oh my God. I would have to say like, I would put it in the like 90, 90 times. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely, like you've talked about this with other movies too. It's just like, you're okay with just watching movies every day for like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I like, it's, it's a lot of, I'm weird like that. Um, when I like something, I get really obsessive for a while and then it'll just stop. Like I, we could have a whole podcast on what Jade has obsessed <laughs> on over the years. Like I was obsessed with Ray Charles for a bit. I was obsessed with Frankie Valley. I was obsessed with like, uh, I could literally write a list of just rent like beaches. I'm going to actually talk about beaches cause that's one of them. Like spoiler, spoiler. Like I just. I go through these phases where I'm like, this is it for me. I fucking love this shit. I'm watching it every day and I annoy everyone until that phase is over. So, um, but okay. Second tier for you. So this will be controversial because I'm sure what I'm going to pick as number one, like as the top, top tier is gonna be very like, how can you choose that ahead of what you're about to say? But, um, but no, definitely just below the top tier for me would be, like the entire star wars like the original star wars um Uh trilogy i you know (laughs) i only introduced that to you what this year 2020 yeah Yeah. i only watched like the first one and then i watched like the new age ones yeah new age the new age ones before the new the newest new age ones yeah well um in theaters when they came out but you I have didn't to, know them. You literally. have to admit that you like them now, though. Oh, yeah. I definitely like them. I would not go back and watch them again, like, right away. <laughs> but, yeah, I like them more than I thought I would, for sure. I just thought it was epic. Like, um, I think the themes are amazing. You know, obviously the dark side and the light, which would be, like, good and evil, good and bad, right and wrong. Like, it's, it's this whole story of, like, 
morality and you know what can be perceived as like virtuous and really like are the bad guys really the bad guys or like it's all is it all just a question of perception like i don't know it just it made me at a very young age like question those things those like like having questions of morality when you're like a, a young kid it's like is is pretty crazy and then also just from an imagination standpoint i mean i still to this day as a 30 year old man have like dreams where i mm-hmm. have the force like as embarrassing as that might sound to some people i just think it activate it activated something in me where it's like what if that was true mm-hmm. you know what if there was like an energy which i believe there actually is that like powers everything in the universe and that you could actually wield it and like harness it for good so it's it's kind of um it's just amazing. I mean, there's there's too many kind of scenes to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we wouldn't talk about one scene, but what's yeah. your favorite movie? What's your favorite one out of the series? With the originals? like No, with all, I mean with all of them, but yeah, I guess the originals. Yeah, I mean, so with the original movies, I'd, I'd have to say the scene... No, in... I don't want a scene, I want a movie. Like what's Oh, the your... favorite, my favorite movie, I think, has to be Empire Strikes Back. Um just because or no no i'd have to probably say return of the jedi is as um as kind of controversial as that is i know kind of the rhetoric kind of typical standpoint is that empire strikes back is the more kind of culturally significant movie it's the more popular movie but i just love that it's like return of the jedi like luke finally has like mastered every like like kind of in kind of every part of his power and like has just kind of grown into himself finally and you get to kind of see some epic battles that have been you've been like waiting for for so long it feels like and i don't know just to just to see things kind of come through to completion when you've been in like just so wrapped up in the story i think it was just so satisfying and but i mean obviously there are epic very iconic scenes in Empire Strikes Back and then in A New Hope but I I have to say yeah definitely Return of the Jedi would be my favorite just just to see Luke finally kick some ass and oh sorry oh just that he's a bit of a pipsqueak really in the lead up to it it's like Luke just get out of your own way dude yeah there's so many people who are better than him I'm like what the fuck is the hype yeah and then finally he shows why he's the chosen one Mm -hmm. it's like yes we've waited so long to see this um, and then from the newer movies, I'd say it's a weird one actually. It's um, it's not even from the kind of that new Ray um, like Ray storyline. It was kind of that that separate like Vader storyline when for the first time in years Vader gets like reintroduced into the series. Oh, and that like standoff, the standalone one. Yeah, I mean, look, I know you asked me, you know, what's my favorite movies, at, like in terms of from the series. Um, so, I mean, I was going to talk about how when v- Vader gets into- reintroduced and we have that one moment when we see his lightsaber and that lights up the whole scene. You know, <laughs> that like was epic. But in terms of my favorite favorite from like the new set of the movies has to just be like that first one in the new season what's it called we don't know oh my god oh the the force awakens the the first one with where we get to uh, meet ray for the first time and finn and all these new characters poe and i think it was just it had been so long since we'd kind of gotten to just kind of hang out with some people in that universe and i think it was just I know, really, really enjoyed it, and just kind of the just the nuances of the new characters, new storylines, and just yeah, just getting to hang out with those guys again mm-hmm. and be part of it, it was was pretty great. I mean, the last one leaves a little to be desired, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, we thought we can talk about that another time. But yeah, no, definitely would be the return uh, return of the Jedi and um, the Force Awakens. Yeah, fair. Want to know what my favorite is in the Star Wars universe? Tell me. The Mandalorian. Only because of Baby Yoda. <laughs> so cute. And you say you're not basic. I am so basic, but I love Baby Yoda. 
Um, okay, so out of how many times do you think you've watched the whole series? Oh, well, like, I mean, at least, at least 12, like at least a dozen times. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. And what about you? Um, my second one, it's a hard one. Because my first is multiple movies like yours. Um, so, but like, but I think this is my all-time childhood. This one, one movie is my all-time childhood. Whereas the top, the one that's going to get the top is multiple movies. Um, so definitely Beaches. Which is not a kid's movie. No, that's got some real deep adult themes for Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, bro. My mom was weird and let me watch things that were maybe inappropriate for me. I grew up watching like Dirty Dancing, The Breakfast Club, like Pretty in Pink, Obvious Beaches. Um, yeah, just it. Like like scary movies. That I sh- like things like that were definitely adult and theme, but like. I don't know. I guess she thought I was mature and she knew I was weird. Edward Scissorhands is another one. Oh my god, Edward Scissorhands. That's, yeah, that's like, in the top five. The, the last time we watched that, at the end you cried and I mean I like sobbed sob. uncontrollably for 20 minutes yeah. after the movie. The, like, the, the credits were, were over and she was still crying. So uh, yeah. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. I don't know. So Beaches, I'm sure you've all seen it, but... It's so, I think I talk about it all the time. It's so good. And I have not forced you to watch that yet in our two-year well, relationship. That's because we don't have a DVD that's player. That's true. Once we get a DVD player, it's over for you. Um, But Beaches is amazing. One, because obviously, again, I'm musical-esque. I love singing. I love musicals. And you kind of get this drama, dramedy mixed in with the musical and it's so good i mean it's bet midler it's barbara hershey and they're like these two best friends and they meet on a boardwalk and bet's character is like this um the showgirl but she's kind of washed up but her mom is pushing her because they don't need money and whatever and she's kind of just you know i'm already out she's a little bit ratchet but like brian has left this chat she's ratchet with a gold heart and barbara hershey's character is like prim and proper and you know but she has that wild side to her and they become the most unlikely of friends and they stay in touch throughout the years writing letters to each other and one goes to law school and the other one pursues her dreams shut up it's so good one goes to law school and one like pursues her dream to be a performer and then they end up in New York together. Piper comes after law school. So I mean, can... if you keep telling me like this, I'm just like, there's no need for us to watch it. You Listen, just tell me the whole whatever. Story. So then they meet up in New York and then that's kind of when the story starts to like really unfold and you get to see their whole like friendship until the end. And it's just one of those movies that pulls at your heartstrings because everyone has a best friend. And... Um, everyone's gone through weird shit with their friends and or their family and everyone's gotten in fights with their friends it's just one of those movies where it's like no matter what you've gone through in your life you've had similar circumstances even if it wasn't you know this blown out thing and you laugh with people and you cry with people and you make connections with people and it was I think it was one of those movies because I saw it when I was so young that it really shaped my view of what love really is about um or friendship but friendship is love you know like I think I think this movie is really like what what made me believe that you do have multiple soulmates and some of them don't have to be romantic like I consider my friend Haven Taylor, who I haven't seen now in two years, um, and before I saw her that time, I hadn't seen her in like three years. But like, I know she's my one of my soulmates. I know I don't have to talk to her every single day, but like, there's that connection. And I think same with this movie. This movie kind of taught me that. Um, and oh God. And then there's just Bette Midler singing her face off in multiple scenes, and that's iconic in its own self. And then there's this cat in it, and I named Pouncer. 
<laughs> yeah, this Barbara Hershey's character has a little girl and she has a cat named Pouncer. And the movie literally struck me so much that I ha we found a stray cat in the woods and we brought it in and then I named it Pouncer. Like, Pouncer was my cat, bro. And so, yeah, I think Did my... Did Pouncer die? Pouncer started peeing on everything in our house because he was a wild cat and we had a f other female cats in the house. So, unfortunately, my parents said he had to go back into the wild, but we had him for a while. So they were kind of <laughs> assholes. <laughs> and rest in peace, Pouncer. He's dead now. But we did see him one more time after we let him go. He came back to where we found him. So uh, we got to see him one last time. I think I've like unearthed some childhood trauma <laughs> yeah. there by mistake. <laughs> they maybe gave give up my cat, bro. <laughs> oh, God. So, um... God, Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked, Stacy. <laughs> um... Uh... So I think my favorite scene, not the most, oh God, I mean, there's the end where she's singing, you got to, that's not my favorite. My, probably my favorite is there's this time where she's like in this like off Broadway or off off Broadway show. And it's like this epic song where she's got like a mask and she, it, it has really nothing to do with the plot other than to further the story that she's a performer and it's this epic song. Um... And it was super, it's super theatrical. And I think that also was part of the reason I fell in love with theater. Because it was just like epicness on the screen, screen with like an amazing singer. And um, so, yeah, that's probably my favorite scene. You, If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, how many times? Oh, God, this is one that literally there was like months at a time that I watched it every single day. So I would say that this one's up in like the 200 range. Jesus. I've seen Beaches so much. I have seen it, but I don't remember liking it very much. I love Beaches. <laughs> oh my God, Beaches. So yeah, that's that's Beaches for me. Um, it's so funny because I think like you were saying with uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, there's like this one spot in your life that you remember watching yeah. it. Where this movie comes back to me in multiple eras of my life. Like, I remember watching it as a kid and, like, loving it. And then I remember watching it as a teenager and learning new things about myself through it. And then watching it as a young adult in New York, finally making it to New York. And, like, yeah. And now I haven't watched it in a, f a few years because of, you know, I don't have a DVD player. But I'm sure the next time I watch it... Well, I mean, we could rent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next time I watch it, I'm sure there'll be some significant thing that I notice the next time I watch it. And and then when I eventually move back to New York and I watch it again, there'll be some significance. So it's one that's followed me all my life and it's it's a really important movie to me. Um, but now we're on to your last and top tier favorite childhood movie. You're going to hate If you this fucking answer. say, I think I know what you're going to say. And I, oh my god, I don't even want to hear the rant you're about to go on, but go. So, you're definitely right, because it's definitely Coach Carter. Oh, no, it wasn't <laughs> what I was thinking. I was thinking Space Jam. Oh, well, look, Space Jam doesn't even get to be talked about in this context. Space Jam is on a pedestal of its own. Oh, whatever. I, but, okay. Like... If it's on another level, we'll wait for it, but go on with Coach Carter. Well, Coach Carter, I mean, you know, it's based on a true story. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is unbelievable in it. Um, Why does he always play a coach? I mean, he's just good at being an authority figure. Yeah. It's just it's just what he does. He's epic. And, uh, you know, there was, like, appearances from a young Channing Tatum. Wow. Where, um, where, and he plays, like, a really, like, like, just completely opposite to any role he's ever done since so <laughs> i mean he kind of is the pretty boy but not in that say it's like his dad's in prison and he's like kind of edgy and like he's just like i don't know it's an i don't know man step up he was pretty edgy <laughs> yeah i like that movie actually <laughs> um yeah and like i mean there's some other really good um I mean, honestly, a lot of the actors in Coach Carter didn't really, as far as I'm aware, go on to star in any of their really big, big movies. I mean, they always became like that guy, like from Coach Carter. So like if I ever saw something, I'd say, oh, it's that guy from Coach Carter. <laughs> but um, 
But no, the, the movie as a whole, uh, again, it was just, it came out at a time where I was in uh, kind of like secondary school. So like, you know, those few years before you go into college, I was playing a lot of basketball at the time. I was probably playing six days a week between training and games. Um, I had been kind of, I mean, obviously I grew up watching Space Jam and all the other kind of classic basketball movies, but it had been years um, un- like until I it had been years since I'd seen some my last like epic epic basketball movie, um, and I guess this just kind of like they knew their audience because I went to see it in the cinema, um, with my with my basketball team, and then you know within a day or two I think I went back by myself and saw it again, <laughs> and I've never actually done that with like any other movie, but I just had to see it again on the big screen. Um, I feel like every single scene in that movie is like a mini movie within itself in my mind like just the different lessons that the coach is trying to teach the guys and the different like I guess dramatic scenes as well as kind of the triumphant like kind of uh, montage scenes like everything to me just mm-hmm. is like an individual epic event in itself and then I think my absolute favorite scene and I think this won't be a surprise to anyone who's actually that watched. That speech that Josh yes. from uh, Good Mythical Kitchen, he always is saying. Yeah, so um, it's... You go for it. It's, Say it. I mean, I don't know the whole thing anymore, but like it was Timo Cruz. He stands up and he's like, you know, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Um, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Um, our playing small doesn't serve the world. It, there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people don't feel insignificant around you. Uh, we were all meant to shine like children do. And as we and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously allow others to do the same. Um, I'm pretty sure I missed a few things there. It's all right. But, uh, but no, like that at the time in my life where I was like, you know, I was like, I think I was about, I don't know, whatever year it came out. I was definitely like, you know, in my teenage years, I was like coming into myself. I was like trying to under my, understand myself as a man. And like, I saw that scene and I was like... Do you understand yourself as a man? <laughs> I mean, no, but at the time I was like, yes, like I get it. I'm so inspired. Oh, let me, let's go. Not even, it was the opposite. It was like... Australian. Yeah, like, like, look at, like, this is, like, deep shit. Like, I wanted to go and, like, write something or, like, play basketball for 10 hours and think about my life. Like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was a significant movie. I mean, Space Jam is a whole different thing. We could talk about that another time. But, like, for me, Coach Carter, like, I've, it's one of the only movies that I've actually bought on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And, like, for years if i couldn't find anything else to watch i'm like i guess it's coach carter again <laughs> like i don't even i don't even so, speaking yeah. on that how many times do you think you've seen it oh god i don't know like easily same as you would be just like in the 200s like not and that would probably be i'm probably being modest by saying that like i've seen it so many times but then again haven't watched it for a few years so maybe we should watch it again yeah. <laughs> but no awesome awesome movie um and i would recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it which would be shocking because it's <laughs> so great um, i have not seen it what the hell okay well then we definitely have to watch it so you've just added yourself um so what about you because i feel like um, there's something that you've been waiting to, to talk about. I can, I can feel it from you. There's there's an epic rant coming. I mean, it's not epic. But it, it, it is. You are epic. Oh, thank you. So, my final top tier childhood movie is, and it's actually a series, and it has to do with magic. <laughs> and... It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Woohoo! <laughs> no, it definitely is Twilight. No. <laughs> no, it's uh, Harry Potter and all of those um, intertwining and books and series and movies and all of it. All of it. I've read and watched all of those books and movies countless times. And soon enough here, I'm going to reread all the books. Um, 
I love them. And I know there's a little bit of controversy right now going on with J.K. Rowling and or Rowling or whatever the fuck her... I don't even give a fuck about how you say her name anymore because I know there she's not awesome to the trans community and as someone who's part of the LGBTQ plus community, I don't stand with what she is saying. However, what she wrote in those books were very significant to me growing up um, in the movies that corresponded with those. Um, I was very young when the first ones came out. If I mean, the first book came out. I think it was 90... I feel like it was 99, maybe? I don't even know. But I was really young. And I didn't read the books, the first book when it first came out because I was way too young. But I think the movie came out around the time that I could, you know, start reading pretty big kid books. Yeah. And... Again, shows how much younger you are than me. <laughs> but I also started reading big kid books at like five because I had a really good reading. I was just really good at reading. Um, so, huh? I said high five. High five. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we all know the story of Harry Potter. I don't need to fucking go into that. But, um,. It was just really cool to see some, like, if you notice, all of my fucking movies are about misfits. <laughs> um, yeah. I... Notice the theme. Yeah, I love being a misfit. But it was really cool to see this guy who was definitely Donald's luck. He was a misfit. He was abandoned. He was all this stuff. And he became one of the greatest wizards on the earth. And seeing how he developed as a little boy into... A man was really awesome and then obviously there was a lot of cool themes and meaningful themes in those books and um, movies that really shaped me as a kid I learned I learned a lot I feel like I learned more from these movies than I did from my parents yeah get fucked Stacy <laughs> but um I think the same about, about Star Wars honestly just like same idea like, some uh, themes and stuff can yeah. just, like, inform you as a kid. And I really wanted a fucking Hedwig. I wanted Hedwig so bad. And I wanted my own broomstick. And I wanted my own wand and cloak. Oh, like, all of that. I just... And I, I believed it was real for a long time. And I kind of still do believe it's real. I mm. think... Well, we all know that there actually are witches, because I'm one. But, like, I mean, that type of witch is... I hope they are around. Um, and yeah, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it other than it was, it's a super special thing for me and it still is. I, I'm in a grown ass adult and I still get jittery and excited when I hear about new Harry Potter things that are happening. Like the new like Harry the new, Potter game coming to the PS5 like next the year. New, yeah, <laughs> new that. And I mean, when the Fantastic Beasts came out, that was really cool. I haven't gone to any of the Wizarding Worlds yet, but I'm really, like, that's the, one of the top things on my list to do after Corona's over because I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let Corona happen again without have having to see, like, yes, I need to go. Um... And yeah, like I said, I'm going to reread the books very soon here. And yeah, um, my favorite, my favorite one would probably be it's so hard. I think I know what you're going to say. Mm. Okay. Prisoner of Azkaban was pretty epic. Like, I think that it's not, that's not my top, but I think the first two were kind of like, okay, we're like setting up the plot, we're setting up the thing. And then Prisoner of Azkaban is kind of where it like turned and it got like dark and it got like, shit got real. So that was pretty cool and he got to meet um, his uncle and like all of that. And, but I think my top one would have to be either um, Half-Blood Prince or, oh no, Goblet of Fire is number two, or the first Deathly Hallows. I knew you were going to say that. That's what I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say first Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Like, like I, I was like, that has to be the one. <laughs> first Deathly Hallows is epic. I mean, second Deathly Hallows is epic as well. But first one's so cool because you're like, oh shit, the, oh shit, Voldemort is like, well, he's he was pretty big in Goblet of Fire, but like he, you know, he killed Cedric Diggory, and you were like, oh my god, Robert Pattinson, no. <laughs> but like Voldemort was out here like fucking people up 
in Deathly Hollow. And he has to be like one of the best oh, villains. So scary. It's really scary. So scary. Especially in like the later movies. Like he like And it was the one where like everyone the the first uh, the first Deathly Hollows is like okay everyone trusts each other in all of these other ones and yeah. they're learning and they're like trusting within each other but now it's the point where this is the epo- at the epic battle is like coming yeah. and you really can't trust anyone around you because all games are fucking off bro yeah. so like this person that you loved so much for years now he could be turn he could be on the dark side now and now you have to watch your fucking back bro because people are just stabbing you in the back it gets nuts <laughs> are you listening to me bro <laughs> i know i'm getting i'm getting like hyped um yeah but definitely hallows well put it this way when the new when the new harry potter um game comes out next year oh you'll see you'll have streaming. to do, yeah you'll have to do a, a playthrough because if uh, that it like that was a preview of what's going bro oh. bro like <laughs> what the fuck uh, and how many times have I seen the watch the movies, the series? Oh God, it's in. I would say it's in the dozens too, twelve, fourteen times. I would say I've seen them because I watch them at least once every year. And like I know they came out as I was getting older, but like I saw them at least multiple times, at least once a year, but definitely like multiple times a year. I saw them at certain points yeah. in my life. So yeah. And that's that's that. Those are my top three. So again, my top three was my bottom was Number Little Mermaid. Three. Second was Beaches, and top is the Harry Potter series. And for you, I was Mrs. Doubtfire, the Star Wars series, and uh, Coach Carter. Yeah. So that's it. That's it, guys. And let us know if you like watch the movies soon enough after you listen to this podcast. Um, but before we go. I have some pretty epic news. I, as you all know, am a singer and an artist and a creator and all that jazz. So it's been a bit since I've released any new music due to coronavirus. Like I said in the last episode, I was going to do an EP this year, but that got canceled. However, we've gotten some stuff for my at-home studio. I've got a mic now. I've got a whole recording studio thing going on. And my sister and I have produced and written and gotten together this epic song that we've had for a while and I've wanted to get it done in a studio. Um, So it's coming out and it's called Streets. And the world doesn't know this yet, but this will be out after I tell the world. So it'll be out on October 23rd, uh, the day before my birthday. And... I mean, it's a really, it's a sad song. I think everyone can relate to it. Um, and there's not much else to tell about it. I'm sure we can do like an actual podcast about like the writing and the writing music process and how the you, creative the create, yeah, how you get to the idea to the full completion. So maybe we'll do that. But yeah, so please, 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 I could really use your support. Um, as you all know, Corona has affected all artists and just people in general. And um, it costs money to make music. And yeah, it costs money to make music. And it costs, it takes a lot, of out, a lot out of you. And you don't get much in return. But what we do get, what we could get in return is support and listens. And the more listens we get and the more shares you um, put out there for our artists like us the better it is received so if you could please um when i have the link pre-save the song and listen to it and share it with your friends i would greatly appreciate it um again it's called streets and it will be out october 23rd and where can they find you brian usual place irish snakes fan not much going on there um I was actually thinking while we're while we've been doing this because we're, I mean I've really enjoyed getting back into the podcast. I think we should do an official kind of relaunch of the weekly DMC in Instagram. Yeah. Maybe once we've got a few of these episodes recorded for yeah, you guys, absolutely. and then maybe it's just about driving some traffic to that, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's something we can talk about. I think the idea of doing a podcast around the creative process would be really interesting. I think that might be next week's topic. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah so you can I mean you can find me on Irish Knicks fan um, but really keep an eye out for kind of you know anything that we're promoting around weekly DMC because I do think that we have something special here and um, it's only been a couple of podcasts back on our new schedule but like there's there's moments of magic here that I want to you know that I want to make sure to get get to as many people as possible and it's the same with Jade and her music I mean ultimately what you know like what I would say is you know independent artists are putting their heart and soul into these projects the whole time and all they're asking for is for you to put a bit of a megaphone on it and make sure that Mm -hmm. it gets to as many people as possible so uh, we'd appreciate it a lot so Jade where can people find you um, you can find me a lots of places on TikTok at Jade Renee ninety six, Instagram Jade Renee ninety six, Twitter Jade Renee ninety six, and then I have a YouTube channel just called Jade Renee, and I also have a website that is going to be updated very soon here with new with all of the news about my music at it's called Jade Renee Music Um, and yeah, we hope you all stay safe. Um, have a wonderful next week coming up. And anything else you'd like to say? Oh, we, we have to ask a question. Oh, question is, what's your favorite childhood movie? Yeah, what's your favorite childhood movie? And... We will see you guys next week. <laughs> Rad! No! <laughs>